bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. Hmm. And we are going to Washington, D.C. Yes, we are. In like a few days. It's really just a few days away. And it really is the perfect time to go to D.C. as we celebrate our troops. That's right. Our war fallen. Our um, our fallen soldiers. Or people currently working in... um, just memorial. I mean, Memorial Day could really be memorializing anything you want. But really. it is supposed to be about the military, right? Technically speaking, <laughs> yeah. yes. But I thought it was Veterans Day. Exactly. So veterans, I guess, would be veterans specifically. And I suppose if you're in the military, you're not a veteran yet. So we don't get to uh, celebrate you on and, Veterans Day. And I guess if you're if you've died in the military, you're not a veteran either. So veterans for people who are living. Right. Well, I'm glad they deserve two days to celebrate. Mm -hmm. We, if you listen to this podcast late, if you put it late in your podcast rotation, Mm -hmm. we know everyone has the rotation. We don't think we're the only podcast you're listening to. (laughs) Right. But really, if you wanted, you could download our Patreon and sign up and then you would have us twice in the rotation. That is correct. But if you're listening to this late in the week, we might already be like arriving to D.C. because we're doing a live podcast. We are at the D.C. Comedy Loft. We're going to have a special guest, Scott Dworkin. We're also going to have a special guest um, drag performer. Yep. So if you guys look up Scott Dworkin on Twitter, he's like um, a resistance. He's a leader <laughs> uh-huh. on Twitter. He's he's. Um, it's we're pretty lucky to get Scott, especially for the live show. So we're looking forward to that. The show's at 5 p.m. on Saturday, June 1st. So get your tickets. You can go to um, DCComedyLoft.com or you can go to our website, JulianBrandy.com. Mm-hmm. And there's a link there. Um, you want to get those tickets, though. And I mean, there's lots of people going. There's people going solo. So yes. you will definitely have. We know if you're we don't you know, you should download our Patreon, like I said, and sign up. But um <laughs> We have Patreon people that are going solo and meeting up. That's yeah, which I love hearing like meetups, people who are meeting and meeting for the first time or whatever because of the podcast. That's exciting. We're going to have a meet and greet and then we're going to take the party to another bar. (laughs) Um, I think we're going to go to Nelly's. Yeah, Nelly's Sports Bar, which Tarver Mm -hmm. told us to go. Tarver's doing gay guys and. And their feelings. Right. And um, then we're all just going to take our, we're going to take it to the next level at Nelly's Sports Bar. <laughs> they have a rooftop patio. Mm-hmm. We're going to just Uber on over there. Yes. And um, keep it going. We're going to keep it fucking going. Yeah. So that's exciting. And um, I hope you guys, you know, get your tickets. Get your tickets now. Yeah. Oh, God. I hate live shows. 
I don't want to do it. I want to cancel. It's like I, I start. It starts to ruin. It's already started to ruin my week and my, my life. My life. Yeah. 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 I'll just be minding my own business. And then it will occur to me that I have to do that this weekend. And I'm like, oh, no, I want to not be remiss to mention the drag queen that we're having. OK. OK. Um, her name is Kabuki Bukaki. And she's a local D.C. drag artiste who has who said that she would be interested in doing it. And she's excited because um, to make her debut as Frankenfurter. Because she's been wanting to do right. Do yes. That's right. And I guess that um, she's a part of like a drag group and they're going to be performing at the Kennedy Center. So it's just like a whole thing. So she's excited to be a part of it. So we're excited to have her. Yeah, we are. Um, we got some some packages and some cards we did which is exciting so sarah decker Mm -hmm. and uncle brad Uh um accidentally sent us a package from etsy so we got (laughs) she sent us a email on our like the form on our website um read the email meow meow this was like a this is like last week we got this email okay so the email says sarah decker and uncle brad here well i'm a complete fuck up first off somehow my fucking paypal was linked to the patreon and it didn't have enough so now i have to wait until paypal takes a transfer from my bank that takes five days to go through so no patreon for me until then this is a common problem it is so don't worry about it don't worry about it sarah and you obviously when you re-sign up you can just listen to the back episodes yes it's totally fine fuck up number two I just ordered myself some pins from Etsy and didn't change my address and somehow saved your address as default. I didn't catch it in time. So you will get some Grateful Dead pins and a Walter Sobchak from the Big Lebowski pin. Go ahead and keep them. I always say everything happens for a reason. They might look cute on Julie's jean jacket. Love you girls forever. Did you buy them for your jean jacket, Sarah? Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah and Uncle Brad are the celebrities that like to do whippets yes. before Grateful Dead concerts. Which I'm, I you know, <laughs> of be, I, of all the things I can't remember to do, it's so annoying that I can't remember to get the whippets. I think if one enjoys whippets, they probably can't remember a lot of small <laughs> That's details. That's true. That is true. Um, well, we love Sarah. And by the way, so Sarah, um, the the other celebrity that you, that you bought the pins from, um... He's a man on Etsy named Louis Baden. <laughs> he's got his picture on his card. He's got a oh, full mustache. Four four one five Holy Guy Art. So if you guys don't know, four one five is the is the area code for San Francisco. He's definitely like a hate street stoner. Um, Fantastic he, pins, grateful stickers, magnets, funky regalia, <laughs> patches, Easter eggs, more. Okay? He wrapped your pins, Sarah, in um, scrap paper. From his printer mm-hmm. that he had made notes for his writings. <laughs> I'm putting that in quotes. Mm-hmm. He wrote in a, in a rainbow marker, Julie and Brandy, thank you for your order. Enjoy the bonus stickers. Please leave five star feedback or a message if there's if there's if yeah. there's something if there's a something coupon code. Order again. Saves you 15%. Oh. See you at the shows. Lewis. <laughs> so um, the free stickers you got, Sarah, are um, the gluten-free bar, a Starbucks sticker, and then a Dead & Co., um, which does look cool. It's like a Vegas. Uh-huh. So should we send these to Sarah? I want to keep the um, Big Lebowski pin <laughs> for my jean jacket. Okay. Um, but should we send the rest of her pins? Maybe or we should you, so she can or have them. Do you want... I mean, they're they are cool. Yeah, they're very cool. And you, They are. Julie wants to put patches on her jean jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, That's correct. 
<laughs> I also want to let you know that I've decided that on the Patreon, should anyone sign up, I will be reading, I will be doing a reading from the scripted notes that was sent via Etsy. Uh, via 415. Yes. Uh, holy guy art. Yes, because the notes aren't just scribbles. They are notes for a script. Yeah, he's got, and, but then he's got handwritten notes next to it. Handwritten notes, notes in a script, written quotes. I will be reading it. It's three tiny pins and three <laughs> stickers. The motherfucker wrapped it in paper, a magazine thing, a piece of newspaper, <laughs> another piece of scrap paper, another magazine cut i like he's ripping pages out of magazine it was yeah. wrapped like the the package he probably could have sent him in a, in a padded envelope quite frankly and it was the yes. amount of of trashy detail that went into this yeah. um he's definitely like like an interesting guy that lewis but yes. you know order again get your five get your 15 percent off sarah and you can get um he wants that five-star review Hey, and he deserves it. You know what? He's attentive. He's detail oriented. He's giving. He's goes the extra mile. You know what I mean? I mean, unlike the when she ordered the crystals, and the fucking crystal lady. Oh, that's right. Didn't even say who they were from. Nope. 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 Um, Sarah's a big fan of Etsy. That we know about her. Yeah. So we should send these back to her because we love her so much. Okay. Now, then we got a card. Um, we got an Amazon. Um. Gift card. Gift card mm-hmm. and a pick for the drug den from Meg. Right. Now, Meg, we want to read your card, portions of your card. Yeah. So we're not going to say your last name because you didn't specifically say we were allowed to read this. Right. So, um, but we just liked it. And, you know, it's like, um, we're just, we've just been cons. We've been, in, as many of you know, we've been in our feelings since last year. We kind of like, <laughs> dropped into our feelings in the summer life took a turn and got crazy and um what's almost going to be a, a a year we've been battling through coming back in scrunchy 19 mm-hmm. but it's you know we certainly have moments and you know when we lost all of our money in asia and then lost all of our <laughs> credit area we have no free real estate left on our oh credit cards <laughs> we kind of drop back into our feelings um wondering about our life choices so it's nice uh-huh. to get these cards right yeah. because it, it it affirms that maybe the life choice is good and also we like hearing other people are in their feelings yes when we hear that other people are in their feelings and what other people are going through yeah because you forget when you go through your whatever it is that you're going through and then someone says well i'm going through this or blah, blah it's like you have the common ground, you have what you can relate to, and then you have like, wow, they're going through that. Yeah. And um, it just, yeah. everybody, everybody can keep everybody into pers- in perspective. So she says, hey, sharks. <laughs> Already a win. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm a big fan, and I've been listening obsessively since I found DGP. I never do cheesy, cheesy shit like this, but you two are pretty fucking special. Over the last year, I've gotten fired, divorced, and had a major falling out with some really close friends. I'm living alone in my mid-30s for the first time ever. I feel bad. I hope she doesn't mind us saying this stuff. Um, we could. It's Her name's Megan Murphy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, right, Meg? Um, <laughs> Megan Ryan Murphy. I don't know how it exactly happened, but you have become my best friends, therapists, and people who I live vicariously through on a daily basis. Joining the Patreon was one of my best decisions. The world really sucks right now, but you guys really keep me laughing. Brandy, I adore how much you hate everyone and immediately felt a kinship when you stated, quote, being rude to people is a cornerstone of my personality on an old episode. Julie, you are a goldmine of laughs. My fave episode is no shirts off in my class, please, sir. And when I when I'm particularly sad, I cue it up to you and Brandy singing about shirts off and mats and I die every time. 
Seriously, though, thank you. Okay, so um, she offers to do drugs with us, <laughs> which in, is uh, in her own drug so nice, den. So nice. Um, and we, I, we want to come to Denver because um, Lisa and Natalie have their food truck in Denver, and we want to fucking rock up on that food truck. Well, we're, <laughs> we are, um, we are in the exploratory phase of Denver now, officially. Oh. So, okay, good. Yeah, I mean, this is all it takes is one one single person being oh, like one requesting, person, and we're like, okay, one person. Are, the fans are clamoring. <laughs> we must go to that city. We must. So Lisa and Natalie came to the Austin show, um, but still, I'm sure that they would find their way out. I with, hope so. With I'm, all their food uh, from their food truck. Yeah, that'd be amazing. We are definitely going to. We are. We are. It is in the works. It is in the works. Okay. Good. Well, Meg, she sent a beautiful picture of herself with this little baby, and it's it's not her baby, but and she didn't kidnap it, but it's so cute, the baby, and, she, and you're so pretty, Meg. And thank you so much. Thank you for your card. Um, it was it's just it was nice. Sorry, you're really going nice. through anything, and it, nothing yeah. lasts forever. Nope, nothing lasts forever, even the good stuff. So, um, and it, we're only stronger from these things. I mean, it's just true. It's it's all trite, but it's all true. Yep. Allison and Katie Colvin um, sent us a box of Japanese candy treats, Mm -hmm. um, which is so funny because before we left, we were like eating tons of sushi and Japanese food. And we had bought those little panda cookies. Yeah, we'd bought them before and we love them. Um, So if you guys don't if you don't listen to the Patreon, you should. But um, we told a story about Katie and Allison because they they gave us a book when we were in New Orleans called as my cat's smarter than trump it was like Mm -hmm. a test book and we have a whole story of the adventures of that book and of course we remember exactly who you guys are you bought shirts and you bought i'm pretty sure it was for steve you bought a drugs shirt for steve (laughs) um and they sent a picture with steve and stormy daniels i mean the i could the come on a picture of stormy daniels with steve she looks like she has two bald midgets in her (laughs) in her halter top stormy daniels it's allison uh katie steve and stormy daniels and two bald midgets yeah it it really is and steve we appreciate you listening one of our straight gentlemen i mean giving you know we always love to hear i loved them saying they're buying this drug shirt for their friend who's a lawyer yeah like because they're all lawyers or whatever and i was like i love that the lawyer is getting the drugs shirt yeah of course so they wrote a long thing reminding us who they are and you never need to remind us um and they said that they have only been listening since um, Cavanaughty by Nature, which was literally, I think that was last September. I know. Um, Might have been August, the end of August. But God, you guys started listening right when we got sober. How I'm surprised you even like this shit. <laughs> the episodes before that were drunk all the time. Um, one part of their card says, we truly adore you both. And you have helped us in times when we have been very in our feelings. Keep living your incredible keep being your incredible selves you are loved and appreciated more than words can express much love alice and katie and steve they said they have their each have their own patreon but um i think it was allison that gave her her um her patreon password to steve and oh, okay. we love when people share the patreon we yeah. don't care no we love that you got to get yours get your life yeah. share that dollar exactly we like for people to listen to it have access to it yeah um so and now we know we have we we've got like three maybe straight guys that listen to the Patreon. And you know what? That, <laughs> listen, you've never felt so special in your life. I would imagine <laughs> our straight gentlemen. We love you guys so much. Thank you. Like honestly, we're gonna we're gonna um, label your picks and put them up on the drug den bulletin board. 
Yes. Last episode, Johnny McGovern was in here and he saw the drug den mm-hmm. bulletin board is real, honey. Yep. It's real. It is real. It is Israel. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> and it's um getting full. I mean, basically, there's not much room. But left. keep sending them because if we keep getting it, we'll buy. We'll just get More. another red bulletin board. We just keep That's getting right. them on Amazon. We can use um we can use the Amazon card that Meg sent and buy another bulletin Good board. Good one. Excellent. Yes. Now you won't be eating the the candy, and I won't either until we get back from DC. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> and we talked about it was probably not even a good Patreon episode, but we're we're doing a weird diet called the GM diet. <laughs> it should be called the BM diet, and um, maybe we'll talk about it on the next Patreon. We can discuss the updates, but basically, it's like a cleanse kind of where yeah. you eat specific only one type of food in a like day one day and, it's all fruit one day right. it's all vegetables right well today i'm on just bananas and milk and i'm in a very bad mood yeah and i got my period yeah so ugh. bananas and milky period i mean it is so gross my stomach is rumbling and we opened up the box of japanese treats and we were like we want these treats bad i didn't start when you started so because i needed to drink all weekend and then cleanse <laughs> so i'm on fruit only <laughs> right. but right. fruit only is like steak compared to just bananas and milk i'm just you know i'm a i'm a chewer yeah, I'm you a, like. I'm oh, a, yeah, you I'm like a, a crunch a, and a texture. I'm a. I. I really, you know, and even fruit. It was still hard. Fruits, fruits, and without something salty and crunchy, it really the day just isn't a day. No, and also I'm more of a temperature gal. Okay, so mm-hmm. fruit's hard for me because you're not eating that hot. No, there's nothing hot during fruit time. <laughs> no, nothing, and that and you'll find that when you don't change up the temperature of anything that you're eating. Your mouth becomes like a like a weird caverny, fuzzy, tinny. Well, there's all also there's a lot of sugar in fruit. When you eat sugar, it By just coats end. on your teeth. Yeah. Your teeth get sweaters. Yes. By the end of the day, I was like, Well, like, you, you do know you can brush your teeth midday. I know. <laughs> that is that's an option that is available to you. There is gum too. Yes. I did I'm chew not- gum. But, I mean, you did the thing that you have never once done on any diet. Uh, and that is, because, I mean, we did a straight-up juice cleanse. And it was fucking expensive. And it was only juice. And it was, like, three days. Yeah. And you still drank coffee with sugar. Uh, yes. But this time it said no sugar in the coffee, black coffee. And uh-huh. you did it, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And it's um gross. Yeah. It's not good. It's not... It's not what you want in the morning when you sit with your both hands around your mug and you're like, oh, it's chilly out or whatever. Nope. There's not even a joy to be had. Not one. You're just doing it. It's so acidy in there. Plain black coffee. It is. Maybe that's why my stomach is at the point now where it feels it's rumbling so much, but it's low. It's a low (laughs) rumbling and it's low near my butthole and puss. The bottom of your colon. It's and it's like. Burning. That must be cleansing. I mean, does this fucking cleanse actually work? I swear I got over here. I had some fruit. I've been so gassy. I peed four times. I'm like, how could this already be going? <laughs> yeah. This can't yeah. be already cleansing me. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. I think it is. Well, it's weird. We we went, we bored everyone on our Patreon. They're not always <laughs> they're not always that that single-minded and boring, but we were just got we got in the K-hole of this goddamn GM diet. Yes. And 
we got Johnny doing it. Teddy's doing it. They're yeah. they're ahead of you. They're on. They they're on like meat or they're past meat. They're past meat. But I I know that it's it is at least weight loss wise. I mean, I think it's working. Just think of it. You only have to suffer through milk and bananas for 24 hours. Like anyone can do it. Just that's true. Like literally just go outside. I, I'm going to I'll have to like just drive around because I don't eat while I'm like in the middle of the day. If I'm busy. Right. Only if I'm home. Right. I um Yeah. I just got to keep busy. You're right. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. I feel I do feel insane. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Like I'm. You seem insane. Yeah. I do feel <laughs> And that's period two, and but I do feel I'm, you know, it's not just like any. I don't know. There's something about eating the the one thing, the one thing, and I'm, yeah, I can't explain but it. But when anyone tells you about it, fruit one day, vegetables one day, fruit and vegetables together, milk and bananas, you always think I can do it because you've just eaten. Right. You've just eaten like a normal person, and then you go, I can do that. And then you also think fruit and vegetables. It's so healthy. It's so good for you. I love vegetables. And then you <laughs> realize, wow. Um, <laughs> by, um, you know, 2 p.m., 3 p.m., um, it gets yeah. real hard. Yeah, no. Real hard. I don't. You can't even have soda. You can't even have. No. Now, I did get s- seltzer. Yeah, I don't know infused. if you can have club, club soda, but you probably have anyway. I mean, cl- I did have club soda. Yeah. I did. It's basically just water with gas I did, in it. I did. I did. I had bubbly slash blackberry club soda. But it's just infused. It doesn't have any calories or sugar no, or anything. It does like not. That. Nope. It's a cleanse. We're doing it. The GM diet. It is the General Motors diet. I mean, I don't know who it's for. I don't know I don't if know. it's for like factory workers employees. or what. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I we know. have no idea. We didn't even do the research. Julie didn't even Google the damn diet. Like, she's like, oh, come on, milk and bananas. And it was yesterday. And I go, you're on fruit and vegetables. She's like, oh, okay. I'm like, Google the diet. I did after you told me that. I was like, what am I doing? I'm just, I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> like, just going from like YouTube videos we watched. Yeah, well, exactly. Okay, let's get to Eye of the Shit Storm. <laughs> Take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall. Put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck. Put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. Okay. <sighs> now, we're low energy and we're starving. <laughs> I hate bananas. <laughs> the political shitstorms have gotten real boring post Mueller rapport. The curtain got pulled back and revealed the political side of politics, and it's not cute. There's 900 different committees in Congress investigating every area of Trump's life, and he is working 24-7 to block subpoenas for every financial document and every requested testimony. But he kicked it up a notch this week when he walked out in the middle of a scheduled infrastructure meeting with Speaker of the House Nance Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schum. And that, in a nutshell, started the shitstorm was right walking out of the meeting so apparently nance pelos had done a news conference before the meeting and she said that trump stonewalling all the subpoenas amounts to what they believe is a cover-up okay mm-hmm. so this was the first time that nance pelos has gone on record and basically said that she believes that he's a straight <laughs> fucking criminal uh-huh. and trump was so pissed off that he confronted her at the infrastructure meeting and then told them at the meeting that there would be no deals until they call off all the investigations and then he flipped around tossed his fucking hair and stormed out <laughs> turned on his heel yeah said no so after he stormed out him and his fox news media team shifted their strategy to slandering nance pelos 
I mean, it's getting hot in the kitchen and he will do anything at this point to prevent his taxes getting out, the unredacted Mueller report getting out and his financial records at Deutsche Bank from getting out. So Trump did nine million different press conferences where he made sure to say that Nancy Pelosi has lost it and clearly isn't the same as she used to be. Then he tweeted an edited video courtesy of his media team at Fox News that said Nancy Pelosi stammering her way through a speech. Literally taking like a 20 Fox News, taking a 20 minute speech or even longer and cutting up just putting together every time she stammered or stumbled over her words. I mean, God forbid if someone could take this hour long podcast and 45 minutes of it would be, um, whoops, (laughs) edit. Well, then the coup de gras. Okay. By a right wing group with a Facebook page called Politics Watchdog. (sighs) They posted a fucking doctored video of Nance where they made the bitch look drunk. Okay. (laughs) They literally slowed down the speed to 70% and then altered. So when you slow down the speed of a video, it's like one, two. So then they put her pitch back up. So they had to go into pitch and right. make her voice go back up high. So it was right. like one, two. So it sounded like her, but drunk and slurring. Okay. So Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani, tweeted the fake video. And like 8 million people or more, it's just climbing every minute, viewed the shit on Facebook. Fucking Facebook, man. Fucking Facebook. The whole thing is so fucking gross and so fucking stupid. It's exactly why Facebook is the world's biggest asshole. They refuse to this moment to take the fucking video down. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I now know, especially after Elizabeth Warren is fucking coming for for all of them. Google, all that's doing, and I love Elizabeth Warren and I will vote for her because of that. Mm -hmm. But all that's doing is sending all those tech companies, including and most importantly, Facebook with all their money right into the arms of fucking Republicans who are going to promise that if they give them their money for the fucking re-election of Donald Trump, that they won't put regulations on. Right. So just like Facebook doesn't want any fucking regulations. That's the reason they're not taking the video down. Right. And Mark Zuckerberg already has said, like, they keep hiding behind free speech and they hide behind, well... People need to make their own decisions about what they're watching. We can't police that. And it's just like, you know, you know that that shit is fake and it's not just fake news. It's it's beyond incendiary. And it is like, I mean, wouldn't that be considered libelous? You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, Facebook is literally like we have a we have a, a clip of. Like some bitch who works at Facebook, like way high up, she went on Anderson Cooper and like tried to, the only person that went on the news and she tried to defend like why they left it up. But Facebook is literally, literally the number one most popular website for news by far. Like it's like nowhere even near CNN, Washington Post, any of those places. Everyone gets their fucking news first and foremost, foremost from Facebook. Okay. But they do not have to follow. This is just facts. They don't have to follow the same rules that like, newspapers have to follow websites that are affiliated with news broadcasts like CNN, Washington Post, New York Times. Facebook does not have to follow any of the rules. This includes advertising. This is why I fucking hate Instagram. They're false fucking advertising. This dumb, shitty fucking Chinese company goes on there, posts fake pictures that they've ripped off of some fashion, you know, bloggers website. And then they sell you some crack dress that was made for $2. And Instagram isn't isn't responsible for that. Right, because they're saying that they're all... 
just people putting stuff up. It's just their social media account. Just, yeah, you just have to decide what, you know, what you want to do about it. It's not their fault. Meanwhile, it'll say paid advertisement. Yes, yeah, sponsored by. That Instagram got money for. And mm-hmm. that's Mark Zuckerberg. Because mm-hmm. we all know Facebook owns Instagram. Yep. So lest anyone out there be like, I, how many people realize that Facebook is owned by Mark Zuckerberg? And it's like, everyone knows. <laughs> there isn't anyone that doesn't know. There isn't. Right. So when the thing goes around, delete Facebook, which it did on Twitter, okay, right. the hashtag came back with a vengeance. Yes. The minute he fucking said he wasn't taking down the Nance Pelos video, it was like delete Facebook all over Twitter. And of course, there's always those fucking skanks that got to come up from the fucking bottom dwelling basement they live in and be like, huh, huh, do these people even know that Facebook owns Instagram? And it's like, yeah, we do. We all know that. We all know that. We're not going to be like, delete all your social medias and go fucking live alone in a hole. Right. It starts with Facebook. That's how it starts. And Facebook is the most incendiary of all of them, period. They're the number one news source. Right. Exactly. Now, I'm sure that there are Dr. Trump videos. So kooky, culty Democrats share and believe and those should be removed, too. And those should be removed, too. Like the there. I've seen fake videos for sure. And and if it's seen, if it's put up as news, like it's one thing if you. You know, somebody makes some parody or some sort of satire or whatever. That's one thing I do think. Yeah, like Randy Rainbow. Let's say right, Randy Rainbow. We all know Randy. Ra- when Randy Rainbow does the thing, it's like he splices in the actual person and it's him, and then he turns it into a song, and then it's yeah, like, we know that's not an actual news broadcast. Right. So, but when you're saying like this, look at this. This is. And news outlets are saying this is real. This is real. And it's like. And it's always extremist wings of both parties. And by the way, it's no one. It's Russian trolls. It's Russian trolls who invented a group called Politics Watchdog Mm -hmm. and came and fucking post this shit. It's Russian fucking trolls. And even if it's a fake video of Donald Trump in some far left group, that's a crazy, insane far left group. That's Russian trolls, too. Right. Right. It is. It just is. It's when it's on social media and it's crazy, like over the top fucking um like tribalism like political tribalism Mm -hmm. i wholeheartedly know it's fucking russian trolls it just is it just is because who has the time who has the time only people who are paid by putin (laughs) right Right. so facebook sent a representative to talk to basically what it is is there's two things happening here okay Mm -hmm. the insanity of trump and his clear unfitness to be functioning as president of the united states okay which is being showcased and was showcased through his week-long fight with Nance Pelosi. Uh-huh. Because don't forget, Trump tweeted a video that Fox News made. It was an edited video. It wasn't a doctored video, but it was edited to be misleading. Trump tweeted that and then said she's stammering her way through her speech. Then he went on 50 different press conferences and fucking Rose Garden, getting on the helicopter, in the fucking West Wing, in the she's Oval Office. It. She's lost it. Yeah, she's lost it. She's, she's not like it. she was. Listen, she's, she's not like she it. was. Do you think Nancy's? You think I, when he when he says them by their first name, and he he and he only, I don't think he ever says Chuck 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 or Mitch Mitch Mitch. I think he just says Nancy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's always like, you think Nancy's the same as she was? I mean, he by just her first name. And I'm like, like you're a hundred too. Yeah, Are you implying right. that she's what senile? Is she having a senior moment? I'm sure you recognize it easily. You're insane. Exactly. It's like uh, it's an old person calling another person old. Like, are you fucking serious right now? So. He's really showing how crazy he is, okay? That's the first thing. And then the other thing is what we were already saying, which is Facebook's involvement, which displays their insanity and unfitness to be considered a news source. So that's what's happening. It's like, and it's happening at the same time. And 
and the shitstorms kind of like combined. Mm-hmm. So Facebook sent a representative to talk to Anderson Cooper and they which she attempted to defend leaving up the doctored video and Trump interrupted a news conference he held about farmers receiving a federal bailout to let everyone know that he is a stable, quote, stable genius. Mm -hmm. He says this. And I actually, he said it as a joke and I thought it was pretty funny. But like, like people are basically saying, people are saying I'm all over the place, but I'm not, I'm stable. I'm a stable genius. Mm -hmm. And then he, (laughs) he goes Literally, he has his like fucking aides lined up. It's like Kellyanne Conway, Sarah Sarah. Sanders, Mm -hmm. all the assholes. He has them lined up. He's at a podium with dumb fuck farmers behind him with big old cowboy hats on. Just like, well, where's our aid? And it's like, fuck off. He goes down to each person and says, talking about that he stormed out of the meeting. (laughs) So he wants to make Nance Pelosi look like she made up a story. And he wants his whole staff to then confirm that he didn't storm out of the meat. You got, you will not believe the video. I mean, you were going to play it for you, but if you see it, it's I, no president in the history of the world. No, but he done. And he's notorious though for doing this where he's, we've seen a few of them where he has them all, all in the meeting. Yeah, and then like he goes the table. around, he's like, and what, Oh, well you have, you've done an amazing job, Mr. President. You're the best president we've ever seen. Mr. President. You're so whatever. I mean, it's like he makes them tell the cameras. It truly is. Um, astounding it is it really is it really is so here's this one I was just dying so I just want to let you know every time I go into a room if there aren't cameras they come out and say oh he was yelling he was screaming Kellyanne what was my temperament yesterday in the very room? calm no temper tantrum I told the facts first crowd they published she's that. like was smiling no temper tantrum rage lost it that that's just a lie because uh, everyone was asking somebody had an okay you can be calm and still have a temper tantrum. A huh. temper tantrum Billy, is storming out yeah. of the meeting. Billy, you didn't have a temper tantrum today or dawn, dawn, yeah. whatever. You didn't have a temper tantrum today. You were good today. Normally you do have a temper tantrum. Yeah. Though. And it's a tantrum if you leave a meeting, a scheduled meeting where you're supposed to sit and compromise and discuss and mm-hmm. you can't do it. You, you throw down a fucking ultimatum and you spin on your heel and toss your hair and go. Mm-hmm. That's good. Oh God, Kellyanne. And I just don't know what she's going to do with USMCA. It's going to be one of the great trade deals. Larry, were you at the meeting? Oh, that's fantastic. The great Larry Kudlow. Could you come here, please? You're not afraid of television. I know. He's on more live television. Calling up Larry. Didn't even remember he's at the meeting. No one even knows who Larry Kudlow is. Larry, you were at the meeting yesterday, right? So they have this narrative that they want to put out because I saw Crying Chuck yesterday. And he crying was, Chuck. That's what he, he does, Mammy. Right, crying Chuck. And he was this or that. And uh, Larry, you were there. There were many people there, by the way. Many people. We can get you <laughs> 25, 20 other people to say this. Uh, what was my Good. Get us 20 other people because we're enjoying it. Mercy's right. Uh, Kellyanne's right. You were very calm. And you laid out the case. You had a lot of numbers that you contributed in terms of... Come on, Larry. You know what, Larry? He's you. National Economic so Council forth. Director. Uh-huh. While you were there, they didn't say anything. Speaker didn't say anything. And they couldn't. 
They didn't have time. Well, they didn't have a tantrum then. Much calmer than some of our trade meetings. <laughs> exactly, they said it, Mr. They know that. One more thing: when when the twelve Democrats were here on April thirtieth for the first meeting, they went out to the sticks and addressed the press. And I think you should go back and play Speaker Pelosi's comments from that day because she made very clear that it was a productive, constructive move toward infrastructure. And some of you asked her, "How will you investigate him and work on infrastructure?" And she said. We didn't talk about investigations. We're here to talk about infrastructure. So that changed yesterday, an hour before she came here. And there's really, if you look at it, hi, Sarah. Just come forward. Does anybody know Sarah? <laughs> now it's Sarah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh-huh. Sarah, uh, we're just talking about the meeting yesterday. Uh, the narrative was I was screaming and ranting oh. and raving, and it was terrible. And I watched Nancy, and she was all crazy yesterday. She did the hands and everything. She reminded me of uh, Beto. She reminded me of Beto, maybe a little bit worse. But just out of curiosity, you were there. What was my tone yesterday at the meeting? Uh, very calm. I've seen both, and this was definitely not uh, <laughs> angry or ranting. Uh, very calm and straightforward and clear. Um, that we have to actually get to work and do good things for the American people. Oh, really? And it's going to be impossible to do that if we're spending all of our time fighting. So So that's why you you just leave the room and you don't even have a conversation. Yeah. That helps the American people. That motherfucker, she has learned from Kellyanne Conway, and they will spin, spin, spin. Oh, Oh, yeah. It was all about just getting... Getting to work for the American people. Well, I've seen I've seen both. Uh, when you act like a fucking um, asshole, <laughs> I've seen both those things. And um, that was you were not acting like that. You actually just um, were calm when you had your. This was a, this is a calm tantrum, not a temper tantrum. Right. So uh, everyone could just shut the fuck up. Yeah, they got just the word temper is really, I guess, they're taking umbrage with. So what they're trying to do now is spin it that because of all the House investigations that now no legislation for the American people can get done. Poor American people with their roads and their bridges, the roads and the bridges, the roads and the bridges. And it's like, okay, well, we all know really. And by that, I mean 10 people because no one else even knows or cares. Nothing gets done if it can't go to the Senate floor. The House has passed over 100 pieces of legislation that have not been seen by the Senate because Mitch McConnell will not allow them to be seen. The House can go all goddamn day long without even getting Donald. They didn't get Donald Trump's permission to do the equality bill. They didn't get Donald Trump's permission to pass um, vote the Voter Suppression Act, but they did it anyway. And then it all just died in the Senate because Mitch McConnell's the Grim Reaper and he's America's number one enemy. And so they want to spin it, but it doesn't work because... It's the Senate. So we don't, it doesn't matter if they're investigating him. They can't get any of their bills to the floor anyway. Right. They can't because he wants all of his base and all of the Fox people and everyone who will only hear what he has to say and they'll believe what he has to say. Like, well, I don't understand why there's not 500 fucking incriminating videos of Mitch McConnell floating around and they wouldn't even need to be doctored like the one where he fell down. But all we do is just pussyfoot around and focus on the wrong thing have your messaging be about mitch mcconnell yeah. every single person don't even have them going without talking about mitch mcconnell mitch mcconnell right. make him the enemy if all of trump supporters um love him they don't know shit about mitch mcconnell exactly just say we can't get anything passed because of mitch mcconnell mitch mcconnell won't let us see anything mitch mcconnell mitch mcconnell make his name fucking like like synonymous with nothing getting done yes. it doesn't matter about trump and if nance Pelosi wants to get up and she can gesticulate all day and she just be like, look, Trump is whatever he is and we're going to try and work with him. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because Mitch McConnell's the one who's pulling all the strings. Yeah, that's what she should say. 
She That is what she should say. And that's what they all should say and have the guy's name be a household name. Like not like Carl Rove where nobody even knew who he was. Right. Like make sure people understand what he does and why he's evil. I mean, definitely, though, at that time you heard that Carl Rove was evil. Well, he was the brain. Yeah, he was the you know, he was the so it's like but people are not hearing this about much. And I no, don't know why they're not. Because it's it's so hard to get through. Like right now is the time to to for people to learn about politics because they're paying attention more than ever. And I don't know, but their messaging needs to. They all need to get together with their messaging. And you hear that all the time. And I finally, finally understand what it means. Yeah. Because I know that if every fucking time there was a camera on their face, they said his name, things would start to change. Right. Period. They need to start threatening him the way he threatens them. So now Facebook, okay. Um, Trump was asked in a press conference if he knew anything about the misleading videos, even though he tweeted one and Rudy Giuliani tweeted the other one. He said he's never um, he doesn't know about any videos. He doesn't know about any videos. Of course. Right. YouTube took down the one that was clearly doctored and fake. Uh, Rudy Giuliani deleted his tweet. Okay, but Facebook refused to remove it and they defended it um, to Anderson Cooper. And people are just like no one can believe no one can believe monica in the wake of the 2016 election obviously facebook has repeatedly told congress the american people that you're serious about fighting disinformation and fake news yet this doctored video that i think your own fact checkers acknowledge is doctored of a speaker pelosi remains on your platform why 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 well you know first off i think the suggestion there is that we haven't taken action and that's not right we have acted Anybody who is seeing this video in newsfeed, anyone who is going to share it to somebody else, anybody who has shared it in the past, they are being alerted that this video is false. And this is part of the way that we deal with misinformation. We work with internationally certified fact-checking organizations that are independent from Facebook. That are, are based right in Russia. To be making decisions about whether something is true or false. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we get, and we did in this case, as soon as we get a rating from them that content is false, then we dramatically reduce the distribution of that content and we let people know it that it's false so they can make an informed choice. Well, why keep we it do. up? Though? Yeah. We think it's important for people to make their own informed choice about what to believe. Our job is to make sure that we are getting them accurate information. And that's why we work with more than 50 fact-checking organizations around the world. If there were misinformation that was, let's say, tied to an ongoing riot or the threat of some physical violence somewhere in the world, we would work with safety organizations on the ground to confirm falsity and the link to violence. And then we actually would remove that misinformation. So but misinformation about that, here, that doesn't promote violence, but misinformation that, you know, portrays the slander. Sort of most and promotes distrust in you know, this country and how do they know uh, someone's not going to try to kill her yeah you know as a drunk or somehow impaired that's fine yeah no what's important to us <laughs> is making sure mm -hmm. that people have the accurate information to make their own choice but it's not accurate and i think if you look right now at the we are telling people that this is false right, and but, we but are you're not, putting that but, information but video out there is powerful than your network. right but the video is powerful more powerful than whatever you're putting under the video well, actually, what we're seeing is that the conversation on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, offline as well, is about this video having been manipulated. I mean, as evidenced by you know my appearance today, this right. is the conversation. The conversation because of other not people, not because of you. Yeah. This video is that they are discussing the fact that it was manipulated, and that's the conversation that people should be having.
And that's what we want. We want to keep the video up so people stay on Facebook. Exactly. And so they continue to talk about and the bullshit <laughs> that's on there. And so that they continue, exactly, to, ar- thank you, to <laughs> argue, to start fights, to keep mm-hmm. fighting so that we can put up other ads so that they can see those ads, While which are fighting. also fake. Yeah. And also. We want then, Facebook to be the home of people fighting. But Facebook <laughs> should be called Fightbook. And that is exactly <laughs> what we want. And when we're offline, off Twitter, off Instagram, and behind the scenes, what we're talking about is fighting and we hope that people just continue to fight on facebook so anderson i mean you know so delete facebook went all around twitter again um facebook kept alex jones up so long after youtube banned him like um he did an interview with the new york times mark zuckerberg where he's like well yeah we're gonna keep up alex jones because i let people on the on the platform who deny the holocaust and i'm jewish and it's like you're an asshole. Yeah. You are a fucking asshole. I, it's so fucking toxic. Like, even the, the people who are affiliate, who made billions off of Facebook, there's like this group of billionaires that got rich from Facebook. Okay. Brian Acton, he's the one who was like the co-founder of WhatsApp. Um, he said it's, he, uh, last year he did hashtag, he said it's time to delete Facebook. Mm. Sean Parker, you remember him from the Facebook movie. He was Facebook's first president. Uh-huh. He said, God only knows what this is doing to our children's brains. Uh-huh. Um, the former head of growth for Facebook described social media as quote, ripping apart the social fabric of how society works. Wow. Um, in the most recent and highest profile act of derision, Facebook co-founder Chris Hughes, who was also um, in the Facebook movie, he was Mark Zuckerberg's roommate at Harvard. He announced this month that Facebook should be broken up by the federal government. Wow. We're getting into a situation where it's like, it's it's a massive, massive corporation that is absolutely dominating, dominating the space. He buys every single social app that comes out. There's no, he stifles innovation. He owns everything. It's a complete and utter monopoly. And that's illegal. Exactly. Him and Jeff Bezos need to be fucking. They do. Mm -hmm. And Amazon's going to have to get broken up too. Yeah. Um, It's beyond. Okay. (laughs) I can't. The fact that it was already appalling to me, the fight between him and Nancy Pelosi, just because it really showed He's just so um, deranged. He's just unstable. The fact that he said he's a stable genius. <laughs> we know he's unstable. Right. He's unstable. And I feel it. And it makes me feel unsafe. Yes. When all you're worried about is Nance Pelosi and you're not. He's just he's unstable. And then you throw in Facebook and oh, so many people were playing old videos of Ru- Rudy Giuliani during 2016 talking about go on go on Facebook just Google all you have to do is Google Hillary Clinton is sick and you will see so oh, yeah. much information about how sick she is and it was right. all bullshit all bullshit about her being sick and now they tried to do it again with Nance Pelosi but everybody is too fucking savvy for that everybody's fucking on to you now people know about the Russian trolls you're not gonna fucking do it again right and it's just it, that's where I can't like think straight it's because of Facebook um I'm so glad that we're off Facebook. Yeah. I'm, you're never I, on it. But but our podcast is off. Your personal account is off. Me too. I mean, I am. It's like the only thing. Um, it's where everyone is headed. You guys can put it off. <laughs> but I mean, really, you should just try it and just go Twitter and Instagram and just try to slowly back off of it. Um, mm-hmm. But the good news that we have and the only good news is that Trump's been trying to like block the, all of the subpoenas. That's what he's been doing. That's the whole thing with Nancy Pelosi. Because she's the head 
she's the speaker of the house she's the head of the house of representatives and they are the ones with all the investigations all of his legal work to block the subpoenas has basically failed right so there's there the white house is appealing it but by basically we think the end of the summer which gives really gives Deutsche Bank and <laughs> so all of them enough to shred yeah, and to all, they'll throw the paperwork in like a vat of acid. Right. It'll fall in a fireplace. Uh-huh. <laughs> It'll fall in some whiteout and some new yeah. numbers. Right. But they'll doctor the documents. But if we could possibly by some miracle, if justice is actually served and the government does its fucking job, we will see his taxes and his bank records and the unredacted Mueller report by the end of the summer. And then bye, bitch, because you a criminal. <laughs> You a criminal before you even went to office. So bye, wig. We want to tell you guys about this cool show that's happening in New York City. It's the only night, one night only. It's all like gay comedian ladies, queer comedian girls. And when do you ever get to go to a night where it's all like not just female comedians, but queer comedians all in one room and they're all hilarious like Gloria Bigelow and Emma Willman, Anna Fabriga, um, Jeannie Yashere, Sydney Washington. It's going to be hosted by the L. Solomons. Like, this is unprecedented. Yeah. it's And basically, it's Project LPAC. The sales, the ticket sales benefit Project LPAC. And they're putting on the show with all queer ladies because they're a nonprofit group um, dedicated to um, funding original research about LGBTQ women as a political community. Thank and that's you. so important because we want, in general, the gay community community in general to be considered a viable political community, consumers, all of it. Exactly. A lot of times people don't take into account the gay community as real and viable. And and certainly with queer ladies, they never think queer ladies have any money. Yep. And, and they, you know what? They do. They, they like to buy things. And they like to, they are political and they're getting more politically active. And Project LPAC is dedicated to researching that. So you know your tickets are going, your m- ticket money is going to a good cause. Yeah. Um, tickets are available at projectlpac.org slash levity. Um, you can just go to projectlpac.org and, and go around their website and just check them out and you can um, look for the show there and I'm sure it's there. But projectlpac.org slash levity is where you can get the tickets. 10% off with code STONEWALL50. It is the 50th anniversary of Stonewall Hunty, and you will go and they're um, partnering up with LPAC, and it's just a night to to not to miss. Yeah, and it's all girls. Let's we're all wanting to support anything that's all girls. They're also focusing that night on the mayors, um, the queer women mayors who just got elected this year in like Chicago, Tampa, and Madison. Three women mayors that are all gay, Amazing. like so dope, and they're. Um, they're celebrating that that night, too. So it's going to be fun and funny. You can't really beat that lineup. Right. And um, hopefully you guys make it out on June 25th. That's right. And go to projectlpac.org slash levity. And remember to type in Stonewall 50 and you get 10% off. Now it's time for just the tip of the iceberg. Well, this week, the Prime Minister of England, Theresa May, stepped down after failing for the final time to deliver a workable Brexit deal. She may be gone, but as far as England's problems go, this is just the tip of the iceberg. T-I-P, girl. So in 2016, 
Uh, politics in England went to shit on an almost identical shitty path that sent America into the Trump shitstorm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A referendum came on the UK ballot proposing that the United Kingdom separate itself from the European Union. No one thought it would pass. Um, the thought of it was as crazy as Trump becoming our president. But thanks to Cambridge Analytica, Vladimir Putin, and a building full of Russian internet <laughs> trolls, British citizens stunned the world by voting for fucking Brexit. That's right. In a nearly identical political strategy to the Trump campaign, pro-Brexit strategists used the Koch brothers-funded company Cambridge Analytica to scour social media and pinpoint disenfranchised unemployed people in depressed areas. Sound familiar? Then, through the use of Russian troll farms, they fed them fake news about immigrants taking over, taking all of their jobs. This is exactly how Trump got elected. And after that election, the UK found themselves up shit's creek. Yeah, and we were uh, up there with them. Um, We were at the uh, the top of shit's creek with them. You can make it. Come on. Just like sitting in our own boat with no paddle, like we're fucked too. Mm -hmm. Um, So at that point in the summer of 2016, um, the then Prime Minister David Cameron, so he had called for the Brexit vote for some like political reasons and never thinking it would actually pass. And when it did, he resigned. So Boris Johnson, the former mayor of London, emerged as the front runner to replace David Cameron. But Boris Johnson's campaign manager like turned on him and ruined his campaign. And that left only Theresa May as like the only viable candidate mm-hmm. available. Right. So um, and that was pretty much the beginning of the end for <laughs> Theresa May, because yeah. there was no viable or realistic deal to be had for Brexit. And it was supposed to be a fake choice on the ballot, like just like Trump. And it ended up passing because a gazillion ignorant people knew nothing about politics and were tricked by social media fear mongering. And notice, I don't call them dumb because these people aren't dumb. They're just uninformed, which is ignorant. They're just uninformed and got had on Facebook. They got fucking had on Facebook. Yep. And a lot of the people are. And if you watch and I watched a lot of Brexit stuff this weekend And when they interview people, it is literally you could put um, you can put make America uh, a MAGA hat. You could put it's the same shit. They're taking our jobs. Why we are we're a sovereign nation. We need somebody to lead us. Where's our jobs? I don't want to make more money. It's the same shit. Literally. I'm going to read this. um, Remember the lady on Meet the Press, Doris Kearns, the the, Uh, from the the historian. Yeah. Yes. Take Nina, protect our children. The <laughs> yeah, one you yeah. did like her thing. Yes. Um. So Doris Kern, she was on Meet the Press again, and she said, she like summed it up, and it wasn't about Brexit. Um. It was about America, but it applies, and I put it in my phone because I was like so into it. So she said, the, when this happens, like where we're at right now in America, and definitely where they're at in England, it happens because prosperity, when prosperity isn't shared, like in a democratic nation, when there are people who are disproportionately like so lucky and so Mm -hmm. well off um when that prosperity isn't shared people feel left out and then there's a disconnect between people in the cities and then people who like live out in the country so um when people out in the country suffer they blame immigrants and then they vote based on fear and democracy for democracy to work there ha- there has there needs to be a way to share the prosperity right and that definitely comes with rich people fucking paying their fucking taxes absolutely and that's what we're experiencing here literal and exact yeah there's too much prosperity for too few 
and not enough for too many. And those people out, people who live in the sticks or even just in the middle, they have their own, they're living in the cities, but there's no jobs for them. Well, and they blame immigrants. They're told right. that the immigrants took their jobs. Right. And especially when in America, I think farmers, let's say factory workers were esteemed coal miners like you're you were they kind of felt special yeah they you were, were like the backbone of the country right and you're known as that you're the backbone you're the blue collar you're the you're the worker you're the you know the we can do it and all that and that has been degraded completely yep and now they don't feel special and they're not and, and they, they don't yeah. feel and they don't have jobs Actual jobs, jobs are gone and the factories close because they moved to china or Mexico. That's correct. And now, now, not only are they taking our jobs here, they're being put out there. And then you're going to take someone out there who's going to come in here and take my job? No, uh, make America great again. Yeah. So then you're fucked. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening in England. Exactly. And it's so sad. Yep. And it's sad for Theresa May. Okay, basically the European Union is a political and economic union of 28 states, okay, in, in Europe. Um, it has an estimated population of like 513 million. So they have like their own market, like with their own trade system, their own laws. They can go in and out of every state. They don't have to like people in Ireland can go to England and mm -hmm. they can just move. Mm -hmm. They don't have to fucking deal with. They like, don't need pa passports. Yeah. It's like everyone lives in one country. Kind yeah. Of, and they have sort of. their 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 European passport, I guess, right. in the union. Mm -hmm. And then I remember I went to uh, England in like 2001 and it was still um the pound mm -hmm. and it was the year after that that it went to the euro in 2002 um 19 of the member states came together and all went on the euro so it's such a big deal for them to leave yep. and Theresa may thought she was going to be able to handle it you know yes she did she did think so and she tried to from what i can understand she tried to go in and have a compromise it would be like i guess dealing with it is literally like dealing with this the senate and the house it's same shit it, it's like they have a conservative party um it's like parliament and the conservative party that were like split in half right and because of the way it went down it was like they, these people had owned the parliament and it's like mm -hmm. and it, they'd been in the european union for 40 years and she had to try to like make her way through like a parliament that was like split between people who were like hardcore like Brexiters and then people who like wanted to stay. And then there was the whole liberal party and the some of the people are theorizing that had she apparently what she tried to do first was work within the that conservative party only. So she had worked within that split okay. within the only that party. So you have the Brexiters and you have the conservative people within the conservative party. And she tried to deal with them alone before she dealt with the whole other liberal party. And so what they're these guys are saying are, you know, had she gone to everyone at first, she might have been able to make a deal. But she only worked within one section for too long and then it became impossible. Yeah. Well, um, let's she gave her speech. Um, I watched the whole speech. I really liked her speech a lot. And obviously I'm not involved and this could be like there's another me sitting in England, the the British very sexy version of us sitting in England, <laughs> probably saying that they like Donald Trump because they're not a part of it. I don't get the vibe that Theresa May is like Donald Trump, you know, but I liked her speech. Right there. She, I don't think they see her like Donald Trump, but they are other. There's other character actors who yeah. have emerged that are like Donald Trump, like Nigel Farage. And that guy, Boris Johnson, is like Donald Trump. So they're having like they have a very Trumpian. Yeah, they have those guys there. She's not. I she's just not mean him. that. 
we don't know the ins and outs so we just like her based on whatever Yeah, just her talking but here's the end of her speech where she um she gets choked up and i thought i mean i was touched by her speech mm -hmm. our politics may be under strain but there is so much that is good about this country so much to be proud of so much to be optimistic about i will shortly leave the job that it has been the honor of my life to hold the second female prime minister but certainly not the last i do so with no ill will but with enormous and enduring gratitude to have had the opportunity to serve the country i love mm. and then she broke for a second turned around and walked away she, just, she dropped yeah. the mic and said fuck you guys yeah. basically and you know what it was mind-boggling the fucking like terrain she was gonna have to navigate mm -hmm. to make this deal happen she wasn't able to do it she proposed 500 different ways yeah. nothing passed and whoever her successor is isn't gonna fucking find a deal either no so let a man go take over and watch yeah. a man fucking not do it because that's what they all want right that is what they want and the one of the things that was so gross about watching that the coverage and hearing them a lot of different people talk about her they all talked about how she never showed emotion she this was the first time we saw her show emotion and then they pan right to her husband and he, you see him kind of go like oh when <laughs> she did that and it was like oh well there he goes you could see that she blah, blah. and it was like when would they ever say that about one man never exactly. nobody would ever say that that he doesn't show emotion she's the fucking prime minister of the fucking of fucking england what do you want her to do be like oh, Brexit. Oh. no exactly she's, she's the leader of an, a huge the second america yeah like give her a fucking break you and the whole thing with them is they sweep their feelings under the rug and stiff upper lip and all that like i mean and yeah they wouldn't say it about a man and if he did show emotion then they would be fucking like when jimmy kimmel cried and was right, a fucking they call him weak and they call him like a woman they'd say now oh well, now he's like a woman Good luck, England. I'm happy that <laughs> Theresa May is in her feelings like us. Yes. You know, she's It'll not be... ha she's not having the best week. No, <laughs> no. And it's like Bill Browder said, Putin wanted to destabilize the West. And this was how he did it. And, yeah. he, and you know what? Mission accomplished. Yeah. All right. Well, we got just the TIP girl. But now it's time for douche capades. One thing I think I know is that my name This segment is called Douche Capades, and it's pretty self-explanatory. It sure is. Okay. <laughs> so oh. there are some massive, oh. massive douche capades happening at the top of Mount Everest. Okay. And the whole thing is just fucking vulgar. This whole episode is about social media and how it's ruined the world. This whole episode. So you've all probably heard about it because you're all on social media. But if you haven't seen the photo or if you haven't done a deep dive then you might not be aware of exactly how douchey the whole thing has gotten. Okay? I can't so wait. So over the last week, two people died at the top of Mount Everest while waiting to get in line, while waiting in line to get to the summit. And three people died on their way down. If you haven't seen the image of the line waiting to get to the summit, please Google it now. I'm going to show it to Meow Meow oh, okay. for the first time to let you guys hear her real-time reaction this is okay. 
of the douche capades happening at the top of Mount Everest. This is the line to get to the... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can you fucking believe that? And they're all just going up there to what? Take selfies? Of course. And then when you get up there to the... It's it's people lined up in puffy jackets, chest to back, chest to back, on the edge of a fucking cliff, the highest peak in the whole world, waiting in a line that is over 350 people deep. Google this image right now if you haven't seen it. Then you get to the summit. It's the size of two ping pong tables. Only 15 to 20 people can fit on it at a time. They're jostling and elbowing to take the fucking perfect selfie. And people are in wearing oxygen. You can't even be up there if you're not in an oxygen tank. They have oxygen tanks and their oxygen tanks run out. They run out of oxygen and they die. And people, this woman that died waiting in line, people are stepping over dead bodies. You don't even go up to the top of Mount Everest without seeing a dead body. You don't. They see dead bodies on the way down. People are just dead. What the fuck? It's fucking. What? And I. The fuck? And it's clearly because of social media. People weren't even going to museums. We have this, this museum at LACMA in LA that has all these um, lamp posts out in the front of LACMA. There's like, they're lined up. It's like all these lampposts. It's hard to describe. It's like an art installation. The LACMA would be a ghost town. I lived, I've been living out in, in LA for a long, long time. And it was not until Instagram. You can't drive by that museum at, at any time of day, yes. morning, noon, middle of the night, yep. that there's not motherfuckers there taking selfies in front of that. Museums all over the world have become places to be because everybody needs to fucking have their status symbol. And Mount Everest became the ultimate status symbol. The A guy that died, meow meow. Yeah. He posted on fucking Instagram, of course, because the whole thing is about Thurstagram. The whole fucking thing is about Thurstagram. He posted, um, with a single route to the summit, delays caused by overcrowding could prove fatal. So I am hopeful that my decision to wait to go to the summit on the 25th will mean fewer people. Unless, of course, everyone else plays the same waiting game. He's dead. He's dead. And He's he just dead. dies because of no oxygen? Or, does, or do they fall off, too, while they're taking pictures? A couple people fall off on their way down. Um, people die. They have heart attacks because of because you're up there. You are. You're not in your right mind. It's like the, the atmosphere is like Lord of the Flies. People because social media already makes people simply at fucking Trader Joe's like tunnel vision, myopic. Everybody's pushing their cart. Nobody sees anyone else. Right. You become single minded because right. of social media. And that's what this is. They've like, we've hiked and whatever for however many weeks and we're finally getting up here and they will not be denied to get that picture. They will not be denied. And they end up 11 people have died in 2019 alone. It's only May. Oh my God. Yeah. What? What? Who? Go. What do you? I don't even. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I honestly, I can't. I'm I mean, telling you. It's listen, like. Listen, I. It's out of fucking rageous. I'm like the fuck in this guy this guy said there's a picture of this guy sitting down he has this giant crowd behind him and he's holding he's covered his whole body is covered in like a snowsuit and he has an oxygen mask you can't even see his face and he's holding a sign that says i love you mom i'm like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take that picture and say it's me because you can't even tell who it is right and then all you see on the summit of fucking mount everest the top of mount everest is 20 other people in snowsuits milling around 
And doesn't that make it less special for you? I mean, I know that for people who climb and whatever, they're like, I'd climb Mount Everest. I'm amazing. Well, it's like, well, apparently anyone can unless you die. These but it's aren't, not yeah, like- they're, they're not seasoned climbers because of social media. There's become this whole black market of like, um, you know, tour guides and people that will sell you shitty oxygen for cheaper and they'll take you up there because there's no one like there's no officials up there. There's no regulations. Um, wherever Mount Everest is like around fucking like Tibet or whatever the fuck, there's no like there's no laws or anybody regulating it. They just want tourist money, tourist money, tourist money. No, there, I'm looking. I have to. I have to. I have to. Of course. To look. And apparently, this asshole climbed up to camp, but the jet stream jet stream had returned, closing the summit after only two days. So I descended to base camp. Around a hundred climbers did summit in those two days, with sadly two deaths. An Indian man found dead in his tent at camp four. An Irish climber lost. They started a GoFundMe page for the Irishman, but it's a futile attempt. Like that's the guy that died. He's dead. The, oh, the one who wrote this? Yes, he's dead. He's dead. And good. You know what? Uh, good. See, good riddance. I'm sorry. I know yeah. that's hardcore, but like straight up, are You're people right. fucking out of their minds? You're sitting there Instagramming about people dying, and you're, you know, you're 55. Right. It's like you you aren't a seasoned climber. You don't know if you can handle that altitude. I'd watch my dog sit at the end of the bed at my parents' house in Arizona and practically die of fucking heart failure. I'm like, this dog is breathing at the end of the bed and about to die. And I'd take him to the vet on fucking Thanksgiving Day. And it's like you, you people who have to get oxygen to go even just like a few thousand feet. I don't even know how far. I can't, I can't deal. Hashtag Everest, hashtag Everest 2019, hashtag. I'm I, about to die. I mean. In two days. <laughs> I mean. Just wh- standing there, you're standing in line behind someone and they just collapse and you're like, oh, and then you just, and, you're yeah. so fucking hardcore that you step over the body. I read this other thing where this woman's like a seasoned climber and it's like you see, they see people going down and they're suffering and they're out of oxygen. And so you have to, you want to give them your oxygen, but you don't, you only have a limited supply. Right. Uh, So then you have to like try to help, but then you can't. And you're having to be callous towards people. And I'm just like, what is the point? For what? What is the point? It's not like you're on, you're not having to survive. You didn't just get um, deserted on an Island. You're not surviving. You chose to do it, to climb something. You went to North face and bought a jacket for selfie. For a selfie. You wrote a sign that says, I love you, mom, to pull it out for a selfie. Like you died for a selfie and it's and the mountain is covered in trash. It's like I said, there's a whole black market that sprung up around it. The government is becoming greedy and making unsafe conditions in order to get more and more money. People are thinking that anyone can do it. And it's just like douche capades be on I mean, beyond that was, you know, I, um, I didn't know that I'm, I, that's not what I expected. I know. That's not what I I expected. I couldn't wait. I banned Julie from looking at it because I was like, I must be the one because I know we are so callous and insensitive, but I'm just like, it's to me, it's a sign of the times and it could never be more clear than this. And it's like, I mean, wake the fuck on up. Now it's time for So There's That. (laughs) A 
Okay, so this is the part of the show where I give Julie the task of finding a so there's that moment in all of the stressful and scary shit that's going on right now. Bitch has to do it week after week, and it isn't easy, especially when all she's had to eat today is milk and bananas. <laughs> Ugh, we're very, very diet. So we have diet rage. Okay, so tell us what you came up with, Meow Meow. Okay. Um, well, once again, I want to tell you something. Mm-hmm. This is impossible. Yes. Now, just when I think all hope is lost, some little gem does find its way to me. Now, we it's funny that it's coming um, on Memorial Day week, I should say, because I forgot that it even existed. But the universe must have been talking to me because I the last sort of couple days from watching the news. And this is something I've thought about on and off. And I just the thought that I've had is I just I have often wondered why anyone joins the military. I don't understand it. I don't relate to it. And I've spent many, many years judging it. And after doing this podcast, I have to tell you, I've been open to a lot. And well, just in general, just a lot. Just opening up. Now, even though I will judge Julie something and someone to shit, I have also come to realize there's a lot I have misjudged. And I have just been way too, dare I say, judgy. I think after the 2016 election, people got so grossly divided and either got more judgy and more staunch in their judgy judgments or realized that just because you have a farmer's tan or wear huge gauges or are vegan... We're all douches. Ultimately, the point is, we're all douches. And once we all come to terms with that, maybe we will find some middle douche ground for us all to stand on and we can start changing some shit. And hopefully the ground isn't on Mount Everest. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's a, spe- there's a douche spectrum and we all are on it. <laughs> with that said, the military. Now, I know there are many a douche in the military. Men douches, women douches, gay douches, trans douches, Jewish douches, Christian douches, Muslim douches, and everyone in between. I don't hold our troops, your identity, your religion, your gender, or the culture of service above or below anyone else's job or journey in life. I don't believe everyone is serving for altruistic reasons, but on the same token, I do believe some people are. I also believe that regardless of that, everyone deserves the same shot and everyone who wants to serve should be welcome. If someone wants to serve this country, they should be able to do it. The trans ban is so utterly offensive and grotesquely insulting. The fact that trans people are willing to stick their necks out to continue to fight is truly confusing and also inspiring. The military is historically a misogynistic den of toxic masculinity and rape. That I appreciate anyone in there fighting the good fight in order to change it and show us that there is some good in the world and some people actually trying to serve and to protect. Our country has a long and tumultuous history with the military and America loves to put it on a pedestal and we romanticize, you know, for those who love a man in uniform or a woman in uniform or imagine the guts and glory and hoorah of it all. We relish in the pomp and circumstance and tightly tucked corners the military provides. I've been guilty of enjoying a military type movie, especially when there's a woman in the forefront fighting for her right to kill, just like the guys, you know, G.I. Jane, most underrated movie of all time. Demi Moore deserves a Medal of Honor. Well, Demi, this year would make you proud because West Point just graduated the most diverse class in its 200 plus year history with the most exciting revelation that they've had the most black women ever in its history. That's so dope. It needs to be said just quickly that the military does have a delightful past of segregating soldiers and then, of course, not allowing women to serve in combat at all and the amount of rape that goes within the ranks. With that said, the recent graduating class of West Point is quite incredible and extremely, extremely inspiring. 
West Point Military Academy, the big military academy in America, just graduated 34 black women and 223 women total. I highly encourage you to wow. Google it and check out the picture they posted because it's called slaying. I was watching the story and thought, why the fuck would they want to be in the military? And during this presidency, I it also uh, should be said that their commencement speaker was Mike Pence. Oh, God. Vomit, vomit, vomit. That's like having a rape survivors convention and having, well, Mike Pence speak at it. <laughs> Anywho, it really gave me pause. I really I realize not only are these black women who will serve in the military, um, they're going to graduate as lieutenants. I suddenly felt safe. I know that these women are going to serve and how many of our politicians have gone through the military. Now we've got some of that, you know, there are some politicians who have served who are douches and blah, 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 blah. But there are some that aren't. If we're lucky, these women will serve. They will travel the world. They will see combat, that, which will change them forever. They will see the horror of war and oppressed cultures and watchmen being disgusting. And hopefully this will turn the next generation of politicians who will come from such a deep understanding of the world and be deterred to war and to oppression and be turned on by democracy and equality and true unending freedom. I see these black women in particular, and I feel they're already coming in from behind. And when you come from behind and get to the front of the line and become a leader, you know what people feel and have gone through. And your gratitude and empathy don't go away, but are strengthened and emboldened. And I look at that picture and I am like, yeah, yes, really. As much as this is this is a so there's that for us, I hope that it's one for them too. And they go into their future and stay strong and get fueled and filled with the power of fucking fierceness for change and don't get jaded and hurt and PTSD and be the change we're all dying for you to be. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening. Really. If you're on the East Coast, don't forget to buy tickets for our live show in D.C. this coming Saturday, June 1st. It's 5 p.m. at the D.C. Comedy Loft and tickets are available on our website or on their website, dccomedyloft.com or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com and link from there. Uh, Twitter resistance superstar Scott Dworkin is going to be our special guest and the show ends at six. So after the meet and greet, we're hitting the bar and keeping the party <laughs> yeah, going. That's right. And I know we say it every time, but don't forget about our Patreon podcast. You can sign up for $1 a week at www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. We don't talk about politics. And even though it's not free, it's an hour long fun thing to keep you company during the mundane parts of your day or when you're standing in line at the top of Mount Everest waiting to die. Exactly. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And douchey. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dine because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up. By the way I look, don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite. 
from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme, and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty grooving. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan and he's good for relieving my tension i'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual transylvania hey, hey, i'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual transylvania So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs> 